Hello and welcome back to the Calorie Deficit University podcast. We are so glad that you are here and have found us on the internet. We are on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts. And if you want to follow us for lots of more free content, tips and tricks um, from me, your local personal trainer here, um, please do follow us at uh, calorie deficit underscore on Instagram. And we also have a YouTube um, where I do a lot of uh, really food content where we talk about cooking and uh, meal prepping and different things like that. So today we are talking about why the scale doesn't matter and maybe why it does. So a lot of people who are wanting to lose weight um, come into the sphere of health and wellness, fitness, um, really with a a preconceived notion of negativity towards the scale. Um, That is largely to do with the medical field um, because think about it, when you go into get your um, checkup for the year, the first thing that they do is they weigh you and they take your height. Why? Why is that? Well, it's a great way to see health, uh, to measure health, to see is someone growing appropriately? Are they not? Um, Because growth, height, and weight has so much to do with our overall health. It it shows a lot, um, especially in someone like a child, someone that's small, um, because it is a scientific unit of measurement that we can see progression and and regression over time um so it's that's all that it is a unit of measurement it's something that we we can see measure track um it's just like calories right we can we can track it it's data it's raw data that is helpful in some ways but it can also be negative um if you're placing certain things in that, which we're going to dive well into that uh, later on as we go through the episode. So something that um, I want to address before we go right into why the scale doesn't really matter in the sphere of weight loss in is what is the difference between weight and fat? So a lot of people come to me, a lot of clients will come and they're like, I want to lose weight. I want to lose 10 pounds, right? It's always the the last 10 pounds, or I just want to start by losing 10 pounds, just 10 pounds. Um, That is a unit of weight, right? That's a measurement of weight. And then it'll say dot, 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 followed by, I want to tone up, or I want to look lean, or I want more muscle. So it says, I want to lose weight and look like X, Y, and Z. So where we need to define our terms is what's weight versus fat, and what are the the differences and similarities in the two. So weight, like we talked about previously, is a unit of measurement. So your weight, your pounds, your ounces, your grams, that is weight, right? And so that is a separate category from fat. They are not one in the same. Fat is fat on your body. So fat is, is like an item it is an insulator in your body. Uh, it plays a key role in your health. Um, it keeps your organs um, insulated in, in your stomach. Um, it keeps you warm. Lot, lots and lots of things. You, you need fat. You cannot be zero uh, body fat and be alive. You will have severe uh, negative consequences uh, to your overall health. And so what we what happens is we have these... every in the fitness industry, sorry, that associate fat and weight as the same 
term as the same word um and and they are not the same they're mutually you know mutually exclusive um so fat is usually what people are trying to get rid of right you have most people who are obese or morbidly obese have too much fat it's very rare that people have too much muscle right it is very difficult to gain muscle you have to work really really hard at it and put a lot of energy and effort into getting muscle you have to eat the right things you have to go to the gym you have to lift heavy um fat on the other hand you can sit around and just eat because your body loves energy right it wants to have energy and wants to have life and so it stores fat um for when it's it needs it and so if you have excess fat that's generally what you want to lose so what we have to understand is the surface area of fat so the surface area of fat is quite large so if you look up what a pound of fat looks like classic response to a pound of muscle it's like you're in awe it's like wow this huge thing of fat versus this tiny thing of muscle and how how on earth do they weigh the same thing it's just the density. The density of the fat is not as dense as the muscle. And so most people want to lose fat. They don't generally actually want to lose weight because the scale fluctuates so much. And because you can't physically measure, you can't scoop out your fat unless you get liposuction. You can't scoop out your fat and see it on a scale to say, okay, I lost that 10 pounds of fat when I really you know, only lost, excuse me, let me rewind. So you're, you say, oh, I really only needed to lose five pounds of fat. I really didn't need to lose five pounds of weight because I lost five pounds of fat and I really like how I look. So you see the difference there? There, There's a big difference between wanting to lose weight and wanting to lose fat. And that's where the scale, like the doctor, the BMI, that's where those fail people is because there really isn't a healthy weight um, for every single person. Like, there's no way to scale. Everybody needs to be, if you're five, six and you're a woman, everybody needs to be 140 pounds weight. Because what if I have more muscle um, than my friend, who's the exact same age, height, weight, gender as me? Um, and we have completely different weights, but our body fat percentage could be very um, similar or different. So that's why it's very difficult to put um, a label on people's weight is because it, it fluctuates so, so differently from person to person, depending on r- truly your body fat for percentage. And so it's much more beneficial to look at other things um, rather than the scale. And that's what we're going to get into. So <clears throat> let's talk about, first of all, the physical So there are physical differentiations that occur with the scale and why it changes so much and why it's really, truly is not the be all end all for fat loss. So first of all, you, (laughs) you may have not taken a poop yet. Um, You may have had too much water, not enough water. You may have too much salt, not enough salt. It could be the time of day, your sleep, your stress, your rest, the humidity, how much sweat you've done. There are so many other variables than just the scale that can affect the scale, right? So one day you might get on the scale and you're 160 pounds and the next day you get on the scale and you're 170 pounds and you have no idea why. Are you on your period? Are you stressed? Did you eat a little bit more than you normally do? Have you pooped yet? Did you take a hot shower? 
Um, did you go outside? Is it humid outside? Did you sweat more than you're usually used to sweating? See, it's endless. It goes on and on and on. So there's so many outside physical factors that need to be taken into account when getting on the scale, right? So the best thing to do is if you are going to implement the scale um, in your fitness journey, which some people really need to, it may be really important for you to have that data as a part of your fitness journey, is you need to get on the scale at the same time every single day, uh, preferably like naked, um, and then preferably right after you've pooped and haven't eaten a full meal yet. Um, and if you haven't pooped yet and you, you know, sometimes your poops are irregular, um, or you need to eat before your poop, just take that into consideration and try and eat the same thing every day before you get on the scale. So at least, you know, um, that you're trying to keep it the same, like treat it like a science lab. You're trying to create the exact um, like environment for your experiment, right? So you want to create the same environment for an experiment over and over and over again so that you can get the best scientific results. All right, the second thing that we wanna talk about with the scale um, is emotional association. So a lot of people um, associate their worth with the scale. And again, I think that just goes back to a societal thing of being like, you know, oh, you need to be 98 pounds and a double zero. Everything is measured in our society, right? Um, you know, your clothes are numbered, your shoes are numbered. It, it's all these number association and you only, um, find worth in those things if you apply the worth, right? Truly, at the end of the day, it's just like money. We only value money because the rest of society does. If everybody woke up tomorrow and said we actually value pickles, pickles would become incredibly valuable. Um, <clears throat> that's why it's important to invest in things that are um, always going to be valuable uh, for the end of time and that are limited resources like land or you know real estate housing. So, the other thing with emotional is it's like fitting into a box or a type, kind of like the BMI, um, being a certain number, being a certain type of, um, you know, body fat percentage, being a certain type of this, certain type of that. It's this over emotional response to something that is just purely data, purely data has no rhyme or reason to make anyone have an extremely over-exaggerated response because it's just data. It's not a death sentence. It's not something that's like a, a um, that is like waving over your life saying, oh my gosh, you're 150 pounds and you, you should be 110. Says who? You should be 110 says what? The scale is always going to be changing. There are so many other things that are much better to look at um, to measure health, um, to measure worth and things like that. So what is the scale good for if it's not good for measuring fat loss or health? Well, like I mentioned before, it's good for data. It's good to see downward trends and upward trends to understand your eating habits, you know, your patterns, the, your way of life. Um, and it helps you see if you're, you know, achieving a goal, right? You're implementing all these different things into your experiment, you know, your health and wellness, your fitness journey. Um, and if you see a downward trend, if you're trying to lose fat, say you see a downward trend, well, that's great. Everything you're doing is working. If you see a downward trend over time, and that needs to be more than six weeks. 
seriously, more than six weeks to see a true downward trend in weight loss. You're not going to lose a pound of fat every single week. It's just not going to happen unless you're counting every single microgram of food that you are eating. So it's also beneficial if you're trying to gain muscle to see an upward trend over time um, for gaining muscle. If you're novice, um, I would say again, still more than six weeks. If you're um, a, a moderate uh, train, um, sorry, moderate athlete, then maybe a little bit longer than six weeks, preferably to see some muscle growth. And then if you are um, advanced, it may take some more time to see muscle growth because of your adaptation. It's also good to see the scale, um, to like to learn and understand your body. So there are going to be other times where you hold weight, like your period, um, if you're stressed. So, or also too, um, if you did a really hard leg or full body workout, you're going to see some water retention in that. So if you work out really hard and then you see like, oh, I gained a little bit, well, that's good. Your body is recovering or you're on your period and you gained a little bit of weight. Okay, I, I understand that maybe today I shouldn't go as hard in the gym because I just started my period and my body's having a response to that. Then tomorrow your weight goes back down. Oh, okay, well, I can get back to my regular routine because my body is back at kind of an equilibrium. I, I can push myself as I normally would. Those sorts of things are really really fun to understand about your body. So what are better, uh, what, what's better? What's the best for understanding my fat loss and measuring my fat loss as my little science experiment, right? Photos. Photos are going to be your best friend. Trying to take photos in the same clothes, in the same lighting. Again, like I said, recreating that experimental environment um, in the same time of day at the same moment when you've pooped that that whole list taking some photos of yourself that is the best way to see um, progress in your fat loss your fitness journey um, pinching so pinching your body is really beneficial feeling your body you'll be so shocked as you're lifting weights you'll be like wow I'm feeling muscles in my body I've never felt before your skin's gonna start to tighten up a little bit as you lose some fat um, at a steady pace and then you're gonna realize you can't pinch as hard you can't there's nothing there to pinch because your muscle is so tight you really can't get a big a big chunk of fat that's a really great way. You'll see it in your face and your fingers. You'll The swelling um, will start to go down. Your fingers will start to slim out. Um, your measurements will go down. Um, your, let's see, oh, your body fat percentage, if maybe you're seeing a lab or something like that, will start to go down. Your clothing will start to fit better. Another cool thing, if you get in the lower percentage of body fat, is you'll start to see veins, uh, new veins pop up, as well as like veins through your skin. Um, <clears throat> cool. Other things is you'll have less fatigue. Um, you'll be able to get stronger in the gym. So you'll lift more weight, go for more reps. Um, you will have fewer excuses. Um, another thing is maybe you'll be able to work out for longer or run longer. You have better, um, endurance. The other thing is other people will start to notice your weight loss. And if they don't say anything, that's fine. But you know, maybe your husband or your wife or, um, you know, your mom's like, wow, babe, like you're, you're looking really nice. Um, others will start to ask you, Hey, like, what are you doing? Like you're, you're looking really fit these days. You're looking super strong. Um, others will start to notice and be motivated by you and what you're doing. Um, that happens usually at like the, the 25 pounds or more mark. 
um, with weight loss. And why I say like using weight as a measurement there is, is that sometimes using the scale as a measurement sake um, is helpful, right? So if you lose weight, not fat, if you lose weight and your intention was to lose fat, you will lose fat. You will probably lose some muscle. That's inevitable unless you're, you know, really on your strength training. Um, and you'll lose other things like water, um, and inflammation and things and things like that. So it's not always just going to be purely fat that you're losing. So if the scale goes down 25 pounds, that's amazing. Like that's great. Or you may see fluctuation. So for example, my fitness journey, I started out at 180 pounds and I said, you know, I want to lose, um, 30 pounds. That was my goal. And so I did, I got down to, um, 150 and I couldn't bust 150. 150 was like where my body wanted to stay, which was fine. And then I got to a point in my life where I didn't really want count calories anymore. Um, and I really wanted to just focus on like eating well and, and really focus on strength training. So I was like, I'm going to hit the gym really, really hard. Um, and kind of stop with the, what I thought quote unquote dieting. So cutting calories, being in a calorie deficit and so I was eating more at maintenance calories, really prioritizing protein, and I was lifting more weight, getting super strong, being consistent in the gym, and probably in a year, I gained 10-ish, 10-ish pounds. So I was at like 160 consistently, but it would vary. Sometimes it would be 165, go back down to 160. Um, but again, I was hovering around, I'm, I mean, I am right now hovering around the 160 stage, but I have so much more muscle. I can lift a lot more, more reps, more endurance. Um, you know, you can feel it, you can see it. I flex my muscles and they're there. You know, I have an upper ab set lots of those things. And so now what I'm doing is I'm transitioning into a period of losing fat. So I'm going to go back down into a calorie deficit, but not a big enough deficit where I'm going to lose my muscle, which a little bit of muscle loss is probably inevitable, uh, depending on how long I do the calorie deficit just depends on how my body reacts, how much fat it wants to lose. Um, but now that I have more muscle, I'm set up for success for my fat loss. Um, it should go a little bit quicker because muscle burns. It's wants to, my body does not want to lose muscle. Muscle is what keeps me strong, keeps me alive, keeps me energized. That is what muscle is awesome. So going to cut my calories a little bit, watch my weight to see what happens with the fluctuation, but I don't have a weight goal. I'm going to just do whatever my body does. Um, I'm going to see how much you know, weight, I go down, that's fine. But my primary goal is fat loss. So I'm going to implement the other measurements before I even look at the scale. The scale is just going to be there for background noise, for background data. Um, I really just want to see, I want to see my abs. I want to see my muscle definition. I want my, you know, my arms to be popping. I want that. I want to look in the mirror and say, wow, I look really, really lean, really healthy, really strong. Um, and that is what the goal really should be. Um, 
is it's yes it's fun to see the scale go down but it's not everything and it doesn't define you it doesn't mean that you're a success or a failure it, it really doesn't mean much you, you could be a, a beast and be 200 pounds okay it, it really doesn't mean anything except for the fact that it's data all right so i love that this episode was a little bit short um that i like shorter episodes better that you can listen to on your way to work that's really what's super important to me so our next week's episode is going to be how to know you're in a calorie deficit how do you know how do you know i'm doing all these things how do i know if i'm actually in a deficit alexis you know i haven't seen the scale budge i don't understand how do i know how do i know that i'm in a deficit all right. There are some very key things that you can absolutely know for 100% positive that you're in a deficit. And we're going to talk about that next week. Um, so yeah, I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave us a review and um, subscribe or follow us. We are uh, posting episodes every Friday. And again, like I mentioned, we're on Instagram at calorie deficit underscore. Um, and then also we are on YouTube where I post recipes and um, different things like meal prep and all the tips and tricks of how to make a calorie deficit sustainable for life, um, like to make it your lifestyle and then to also make it enjoyable, right? Because it's only going to be sustainable if you enjoy it and love the food that you're eating. Um, If it's not enjoyable, then you're not going to do it. If you meal prep food uh, that you don't actually like, then you're not going to eat it. So thank you so much for listening. You guys are awesome and have a great and fabulous weekend. Don't binge, just enjoy. If you're going out, go out and eat the food that is in front of you and then just get back to your normal diet the next day. Don't starve yourself. You need to eat every single day. Bye. (laughs) 